Do you want to study more effectively, but oftentimes you're putting things off and you're procrastinating on the things that you should do today. And at the end of the semester, you have a huge pile of things that still need to be done. And you put in all-nighters and you work till exhaustion because you haven't done the work required to really be prepared for your exams. Or maybe that's not your problem. But each time you sit yourself down, you're just not focused. You're just not concentrated. You're just not in the moment. You're easily distracted. In this video, I'm going to break down seven key tips to study effectively. We're going to first cover two tips to increase your motivation and then five tips so you can focus deeply on the things at hand. So let's jump right in. The first thing that you need to know about procrastination is simply this. When we're procrastinating, we are making the life of our future self harder. We're making it harder for ourselves in the future. So we need to be willing to pay the price right now. I mean, studying right now is so much harder than watching Netflix or playing on your PlayStation. I used to do that all the time. But I was making my future harder because today I wasn't willing to pay the price. So if you want to end procrastination, you need to make a shift, a mindset shift to say, I'm willing to pay the price today so I can have an easier time in the future. What I used to do in my first three semesters, I just waited till the last moment to study. Which meant I wasn't studying at all. Because at the end of the semester, it felt too late. So I didn't attend my exams. And I just procrastinated on it. And then I made a big shift where I decided, okay, this is not really working. If I go at this pace, it's going to take me a decade to finish my bachelor's and that's not helpful. So let me exchange my mindset. Let me go to a mindset of I'm willing to pay the price today so I can have an easier time in the future. And what happened was this. I studied through the entire semester for an hour, two hours, three hours a day, not more, but I was doing it consistently. When my exams were around and all my peers were crazy busy studying, I could go off into nature and enjoy a nice picnic. I, I could do all of these things because I was prepared. I was confident I would pass these exams so I could take time off. I realized I don't need to study anymore. I got this. And this is huge. And I bet you'd like to have that sense of confidence before your exams too. So you need to be willing to pay the price today. And that brings me to tip number two, which is you need to know why it matters. I mean, when you decide to go to university, to college, you have a kind of a path that you want to take. Maybe you say, I want to be a doctor or a lawyer or a graphic designer, but you don't really know why that really matters. I mean, why does it really matter? Why is it important for you to be productive, to study right now, to pay the price right now, rather than in the future? I mean, if you study in the US, tuition for college is pretty high, which means your motivation is probably a little bit higher than most students. I mean, I studied in Germany. There are no tuition whatsoever. 
yes, you pay for your apartment and your food and whatnot. It's not included, of course not. But there is no tuition. So you can take 10 years to finish a degree and that would be no problem. So many students struggle with procrastination simply because there's no urgency. There's no drive to pay the price today. So I want to ask you, why do you need to pay the price today? Why does that matter? Who needs you? Who needs you to be on your A-game? I mean, I guess you have a vision for the life you want to create. Maybe you want to have a family when you're 35. Well, if you want to have that, and you want to have financial security and a good career at that point, you need to pay the price today. You can't wait for the next five years. So you need to connect to your long-term vision. You also need to think about who needs me. For whom do I need to do this? Because most often, we're more willing to do for others than we're willing to do for ourselves. So you need to know, why do you need to pay the price today? And one thing to increase your motivation is to get an accountability partner. Or for whom you say, okay, if I don't pass this exam at the end of the semester, I give you a hundred bucks. I give you 500 bucks. That increases your motivation because if you invest in your future self, you're more willing to show up for your future self today. So you can invest in your future self, get some accountability, and that's going to give you so much more motivation. Now that we've covered this, now let's jump in. Okay, how do you actually study more effectively? How do you stay focused and concentrated on the things that matter? The number one mistake that most students and honestly most workers today still do is that they try to work in extended periods of time. That was basically the case in the factory age the industrial age, where factory workers were on the factory lines for hours on end, for 8, 10, 12 hours, because that increased output. But in the knowledge economy, working longer is actually detrimental for your productivity. So the largest study on productivity that has ever been done has shown that the most productive people work in sprints of 45 to 60 minutes. Then they take a 17-minute break to recover, to rest, to be renewed. And then they do another 45 to 60 minutes. That's why I want to introduce you to the 52-5 method, which simply says every 52 minutes, put that in your device, put an alarm in your device, take a break of at least five minutes. You can go further can say, okay, I'm going to give myself the gift of those full 17 minutes. That's up to you. But you want to have a break of at least five minutes. Since I started doing this two years ago, my energy, my focus, my productivity has completely shifted. And what you want to do in your break is simple. First, you want to do something fun. You want to do something that you enjoy, that will increase your motivation. Because every hour, if you get to do something fun while you're studying, your brain literally links pleasure 
with studying. And that is huge. When your brain starts to link work or studying with pleasure, then you don't need to motivate yourself on a daily basis because it is self-motivating. So this is huge. Then also you want to stand up, you want to move. Your body is not meant to sit for hours on end. We're just not built that way. So you want to move every hour. And then you want to get clear, okay, the next hour, what would I like to achieve? What do I need to focus on? That's super important. That's all you need to do. But you want to reward yourself, you want to move, and you want to set an intention. And then it's back to work, back to studying. And then also what I'd recommend is don't go for more than five, six, seven hours of studying a day. Studying more than that is just a waste of your time. And I see videos on YouTube, study with me for 14 hours, or how I study for 16 hours a day. And I think these people are literally fooling themselves. They are fooling themselves into believing that this is more productive than if I get five great intense hours of studying. It's not more productive. Overall, the long term, this is going to be so detrimental to your performance. So don't go for longer. Don't try to extend the quantity of time spent studying. Try to increase, maximize the quality of the time that you spend studying. Once I learned how to motivate myself and how to be more focused in college, I was like studying one, two, three hours a day and I was crushing it in my exams while all my peers were at the end of the semester like putting in all-nighters working 14, 15 hours a day, not doing anything else. And I had so much freedom because I structured myself for maximum quality time spent studying rather than increasing the time spent studying. So this is huge. Fourth key idea. Every evening you want to commit to what you're going to do the next day. I mean, when I was in college, I was incredibly random in my clarity of what I wanted to accomplish the next day. I mean, I said, yeah, I'm going to study for two hours, but what do I want to get done in those two hours? What do I need to get done? And if you're not fully clear, if you're random about it, you won't motivate yourself. You won't sit yourself down to actually do the work. So you want to get clear, okay, maybe you need to write that paper. Okay, you write for two hours on a paper, what do I want to do in those two hours? Do I want to set a goal of 3,000 words? What is my goal here? What would make the next day a success? One of the big mistakes we often make is we do not define what would make today a great success or tomorrow. We just don't define it. And at the end of the day, we feel like we didn't do enough. We're not moving forward enough, not fast enough. So what you want to define is what would make today a great success. And I also recommend don't have more than three priorities. If you have more than three priorities, in essence, you have none. So focus on three major things 
And if you want to go deeper into this, I highly recommend a book called The One Thing by Gary Keller and Jai Papazan. It's super helpful to really dial in your focus, to really get clear on what's the one thing that I could do today that would, that would make everything else so much easier. And there's also a great line in that book that says, until the one thing is done, everything else is a distraction. That's so true. So I highly recommend getting that book, The One Thing by Gary, Gary Keller and Jai Papazan, right? That's super helpful. And then tip number five is you want to create a productivity playground. That's what I call it. And that's simply an environment that allows you to stay focused. It's a simple environment in which there are no distractions or as little as possible. So one thing I recommend is that you put your phone into airplane mode so you don't look at it, so you're not tempted to check messages, check emails, check incoming push notifications and then just turn it upside down so you don't see the screen or put it in your purse or put it somewhere else in the room. And also, you want to close all email, you want to close all irrelevant browser tabs. And if you want to go a step further, then get an app called Freedom. And what it allows you to do is, you install that app on your laptop, on your phone, on your tablet. And then basically what it simply does is, you select for how much time you want to stay focused, and it prevents you from having access to any internet. You just lose all access to the outside world, basically. And that gives you so much more freedom because now you're not tempted to check the news or to check social media, to check your messages. So this could be super helpful. But in essence, you want to create an environment that makes it hard for you to be distracted. Because here's the science behind this. A study has found that it takes you 23 minutes on average to refocus, to refocus after you've been interrupted. That's 23 minutes time that is just wasted. And what you also want to do is you want to schedule time for deeply focused work. Like I schedule my mornings for deeply focused work. I got four hours in the morning that are not reserved for any meetings, any phone calls, any messages. That's just my number one priority. And then later, yeah, I do other things. I do messages, I do social media, sure. But I give myself the gift of four hours of uninterrupted work. The more uninterrupted work you can schedule, the better. That's super helpful. Then the sixth, I think six, tip that we're on is simply this, teach others, teach others. One of my big breakthroughs in college was when I started teaching my economics classes to my girlfriend. Now my girlfriend studied nutrition. She had no idea about economics or business. That wasn't her thing. But it was good to teach it to a total beginner because it brought up questions that I had never considered. So I deepened my expertise in a topic because I had to think of answers to questions that I had never thought about. The teacher really does learn the most. 
So what I did is I summarized my things on a big sheet of paper and then I basically presented it to her. And I tried to explain to her, okay, this is how you do bookkeeping. Not really a fun topic, but we did it together. And then I had to listen to her nutrition stuff, which was helpful because I learned things about nutrition. So maybe you find a peer who doesn't really study what you study, but you teach it to them and they teach you something. So in the process, you learn something and they learn something and you deepen your expertise in the thing that you're studying. But of course, it also works if you teach it to someone in your class, but the more they know, the less they're going to ask those questions that you have not considered before. So teach it to others, teach it to a beginner. Maybe you take your mom or your dad and you say, come on, let's get on a phone call. I got this economics class, I need to ace. Let me just tell you something about economics. I guess they're super thrilled, but they learn something and you teach them something and you deepen the expertise. Last key tip, you want to celebrate your wins. You want to celebrate your progress. Because if you don't celebrate your progress, it's hard for you to stay motivated throughout the semester. I mean, in college, at least that's what happened in Germany, you study today and you study tomorrow and you study next week and next month and the payoff isn't there. I mean, the exams are three or four months down the road. So why should you start today? And if you can motivate yourself to start today, you need to acknowledge that you're doing something that most students are not doing. They're partying. They're trying to have fun. Although they probably feel guilty about not studying. But you put in the effort today so you can have more freedom in the future. You need to celebrate that. You need to pat yourself on the back for doing this work. For doing something that most people are not willing to do. And when you don't celebrate your wing, you don't grow in confidence, and you don't grow in motivation. So celebrate your wins consistently. One simple practice that I recommend every evening, have a sheet of paper or a journal or a planner, and just write down what were three wins that I had today. And then in the next step, write down what are the three wins I'm going to have tomorrow. And by recording it, you deepen your commitment to those future goals and you celebrate the goals you've already achieved. And that's going to give you so much forward momentum. And if you like this video, then subscribe to my channel down below, hit that notification bell, and I'd like to hear from you. What's your number one insight you've had from watching this video? And I'd like you to see you in the next video.